0: Hey, hey, how's it going? All right.
1: I am playing my, uh, what is this guitar? It's my unnamed, it's a toy guitar, basically. Um, well, not quite plays real nice. I actually wrote uh I've got a song called Slingshot and I wrote I wrote that song on this. But it's um it's a tiny little sort of uh, kids classical guitar, but it does play. I bought it in Queens, New York, um, off of this Bukharian guy for ten dollars um, in I don't know, twenty fourteen. And I lent it to my nieces and nephews for a while, but they, they all got fancier guitars, thankfully. So so I took it back, and um, and then it kind of hung around for a while, and I finally got around to changing the strings. So I hope you're doing well. Uh, sorry the podcast is late. We're a day late. I apologize. Um, but I hope you're doing okay. Did I have a crappy gig? <laughs> I had I had one of the worst gigs, so but I deserved it. It was like my fault and it was sort of on purpose. So um a uh, dear lovely musician around here, uh Hannah, uh came to one of my gigs and sh- shot me a message. It was like, hey, I do this round at the Millennium Maxwell Hotel, and we'd love to have you, you know, if, if you do it. And I was like, Of course, let's 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 go. And, um, uh, kept trying to find a date, but finally nailed down a date, um, and it was for last Friday. And, you know, I get so excited when I have a a gig or a round or whatever on the books, um... I don't know. You know, it's somewhere to be, something to do, and uh, especially when it's a new place. Like, I didn't know at all what to expect, um, and that's exciting. So, um, it's Friday. Uh, it's kind of raining sideways. It's pouring rain. Um, and Kate's coming along, and we, we kind of, like, messed up schedule-wise. We didn't eat dinner, and it was like a 7 or 8 o'clock round, or it was 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock round. So we're trying to just cram in some dinner, and we do some Googling. We're in Germantown, and we find this restaurant that kind of looks like, you know, just solid bar food. They've got wraps and sandwiches. We're like, oh, let's try this place, and it's called The Goat, and it kind of looks kind of funny, fancy, you know, when you go to a place, and they're kind of like high-end, but in a funny way. So we show up, and apparently it's—so they're building these, um, you know, these like uh, whatever— Nice apartment buildings now, and they build them now like little villages, and they've got their own bar, their own obviously their own gym and their own restaurant. So this was one of those, like it's open to the public, but it's for this apartment complex in Germantown. And so we kind of we show up, and I I I talk to like the hostess, and I try to like I'm like, what is this place? I'm trying to like connect, you know, like could we bond over how weird this place is? Because it's quite absurd. Just the setting is like didn't feel like a normal restaurant, and, um, sorry, it's morning, and I'm gonna take a sip of coffee, uh, I've, I've got these beans from Brazil, from a cafe called The Well, and they're called The Well, because they, 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 um, they dig wells all over the world, wherever they harvest coffee beans, uh, they put a little bit of their profit, I guess, into digging wells, um, so people have clean water, which is very, very nice, and um, I didn't know why it was called a well, and that's, I just found out, but uh, these really good beans, um, kind of mild, I think I wanted something a little bit more acidic, but. I've been using this little, um, my little, a uh, uh, little stainless steel pour over from Japan, and it's really fun, that was birthday, birthday gift, and I love using it, I use it every day, almost every day and um yeah it's just a fun good morning ritual you guys should check out coffee coffee my my latest discovery oh uh, you know they say uh, legend has it that coffee beans were discovered by a shepherd in syria whose goats were just getting really squirrely really just squirrely goats he saw these goats he's like what's going on and he you know saw a bean patch and berry patch and took some of those berries and was like hmm this is fun uh i'd love to know how long it took uh for to to start roasting them you know oh and then adding caramel and oat milk how long did that take right bunch of shepherds out there uh i'll have an oat milk latte with caramel (laughs) <laughs> what about ice? <laughs> All right, Jesus. So, um, uh, we're eating at the goat, and we kind of, we're just trying to bond. We're, I don't know, we're, we're in a rush. We're in a weird place, but we're just trying to lean into it and have fun. You just want to look around, because, oh my God, by the way, the greatest, the greatest moment, uh, like, I saw God. I saw God in this moment. So, uh, Kate's family visiting. We're going out to restaurants. We're at this place called 52 North Delhi or something in the nations. It's great. Also kind of bar food, pub. Very nice. They have a good beer selection. And well, we order a bunch of stuff. Delicious. Everybody's happy. Kate got uh, Brussels sprouts. And you know there's br- Brussels sprouts. Like there's two ways to eat them. And there's only one good way. And the good way is when they're, f- you know, fry the Jesus out of them. And they're kind of black and crusty and oily. That's the best. That's the only way. And these were kind of like, you know, Basically, like like steamed Brussels sprouts. So we didn't touch them, which is a shame. But you know, whatever. It's America. We could be picky, and and the 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 um the 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 dude who's the bussing. What's what do you call it? Not the not the waiter. The guy who's bussing, right? Um. So dude's bussing our table, and he's like, he's like, um, oh yeah, you didn't like the the Brussels sprouts. And Kate start replying like. Yeah, they were my thing. He's like, oh, dude, those suck. And his timing, his timing was so, he's like, oh, dude, those suck. I keep trying to tell them. Like, just just the, the, the whole setup. He works for the restaurant, and he's kind of, like, connecting just deeply on this, like, deep, fundamental, like, very, it's very, like, vulnerable level. He's like, oh, yeah, like, he clearly thought about this for a while, and he was impassioned with his hatred for these Brussels sprouts, and he was sharing these now, you know, like confiding, and it's like, oh, dude, those suck. But just his timing, you had to have been there, obviously. I know you're not getting the full, you're not seeing God from my story. I get that. But uh, just his timing and the cadence in his voice, it was comedic, it was perfect. It was really, really beautiful. So we're at the goat. Uh, Anyway, we order food, you know, we connect to the, the bartender. I feel like kind of like, we're like, what is this place? And, and she explained it. She like connected, Um, which was again, I don't know why I was, maybe we both were. I, I was like, I desperately wanted to just be like, Hey, this is crazy. We're here. What's going on here. I don't know why I just had, I needed that connection. I couldn't, I felt like I was in like black mirror or something where everyone's pretending this place is normal. We're like, we're not in a place where there's usually restaurants. We're in someone's apartment building and there's a restaurant there and it's called the goat and it's kind of high end, but kind of trash. Like I just needed to look someone that worked there in the eye and be like, this is kind of like, like that waiter guy, right? We're looking at him and he's like, yeah, dude, these suck. Like, I don't know. You need that, that human connection of like, yeah, I work here, but I get it. Right. You're not. So, cause this is the most frightening thing. If you're in like this apocalyptic tech, you know artificial intelligence world. Everyone's like, no, no, this is is normal. And you're like, this is not normal. Like, no, this is normal. My wife is a robot, you know? Um, I know you all know exactly what I mean. We're going to get to this goddamn gig. So anyway, we get the food... I'm like, here, I throw the credit card at her. I'm like, just, just pay ready. We're in a rush. We got to go. We throw the food down. It's actually delicious. It's actually very, very good. Um, very impressive. Good job. Um, maybe they just have people in the apartment building, just like they know who in the building makes like the best burger. They're like, all right, if we get a burger order, you make it. And like, you know, Carl in, in E12 makes like, you know, really good chicken Caesar wraps. I'm like, all right, we got an order. Hey, Carl, get up, you know. Maybe that's how they operate, but it was nice. Uh, you know, one of those times you're grateful for food. You know, we live in a society where they just sell food everywhere, even in apartment buildings. So we throw the food down, and it, now it's really it's pouring rain. It's raining sideways, literally like you know the slanty rain and the crooked rain. And um, we we head over to the Millennium Maxwell Hotel. We've never been there. I've never been there. And uh, but it's like a big you know, big old hotel, it's bustling, thankfully, and there's one other famous round here in Nashville that's in a hotel, it's called the Commodore, and it's in a Holiday Inn, it's been there for 20 years, so we're kind of like, all right, they're trying to do that thing, but it's, it's different, because it's not an, it's like a, I think it's a nicer hotel, definitely a bigger hotel, felt like a nicer, definitely a nicer hotel, and um, we run in, uh, it's like eight o'clock, uh, I go park the car cause I'm a man. Apparently I have to do that. Um, you know, drop Kate off under the thing. Um, God forbid she gets wet. <laughs> I was happy to do it. No, I like complaining. Um, is, I think I offered, um, it was kind of fun. I liked wa- I liked running in the crooked rain. It was just it was really wild. Just crazy rain. Very exciting. Um, reinvigorated me. Uh, if I needed reinvigoration after that, fine. And, you know uh precarious exciting um odd meal that we had so run inside say hello to some people and it's kind of the crowd i was expecting sort of middle-aged people here in nashville tourists hotel a couple tables of locals um see a bunch of like older dudes with guitars see my friend hannah say hi we never officially met but you know so say hi meet her meet her sister she sings with uh, you know, quickly, like there's one guy doing sound, one guy, I guess he's running the Hello, hi, hi, what's up? I'm Shlomo. How do you pronounce that? Oh, it's like slow mo, but with an S. Okay, cool. And then we, uh, you know, quickly half tune the guitar, throw a cable in, we're 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 going. And it's funny they did sound check for everyone, and they got to me. They're like, "Oh, you sound checked already?" And I was like, "Yeah." And so I got no sound check, but it's okay. And um, I don't even need one. They just. Uh, the other the other the other kids got it i want one so um yeah we get going i'm on the other round there's two dudes uh older gentlemen by older i mean you know not not old by any means but you know one 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 gentleman looks like he's in his 50s and one who's maybe his early 70s you know uh a spryly uh early 70s and the uh, first gentleman goes and he's very good you know uh uh, he sang a song called "Greyhound" that was just really, really beautiful. You know, sort of a classic. I'm getting, I'm getting out of here, kind of. You know, on a Greyhound bus song, but, um, really romanticized the Greyhound, like almost like leaned into. All right, we're all writing songs about getting on a Greyhound bus and you know getting out of Dodge. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about the bus a little bit more. Um, really, really beautiful. You know, tremendously. Uh, Enjoyed that song. Then, this gentleman by the name of Ray Sisk, who I kept hearing as Ray, they introduced it because I didn't know anybody's name. Racist. I was like, I don't know if that's racist. That's like a weird artist name. Um, here's the racist, <laughs> uh, here's your local racist, uh, singing beautiful songs, I might add. So, racist, um, uh, starts singing his songs, and my God, is he incredible. Like, this gentleman, again, looks to be in about his early 70s, uh, looks like a more, ha- by the way, the guy on sound looked like, I, was, I kept wanting to say, and, you know, give it up for Chevy Chase's more handsome brother on sound um i didn't do that thankfully um but uh yeah the ray kind of look you know handsome 70 year old white white hair uh looks like um uh maybe a little bit like david crosby um uh a little bit more sort of put together uh youthful handsome less regret in his eyes um uh Sang brilliant, brilliant songs. Uh did a song called Beverly that um you could even find that on YouTube, Beverly, Ray Sisk, um S I S K, not C I S T. Um Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful songs. And and we were sort of we we're in a round, but we were very like next like sideways, uh, next to each other. So he couldn't really see me. I kept wanting to like, you know, look at him and just, you know, psh- I, I I went up to him after and told him how much I enjoyed his songs. Um and he was very, very sweet. Uh he did another song. Yeah, Beverly. He did uh he did one uh called like I don't know, something about uh barefoot, blue jeans, but in just a brilliant beautiful song about childhood and um he did his last song which was just about kind of singing his songs. Again, he's he's working with like let, let's let's go let's go so far as call them cliches. He's working within the cliches and just making you forget you ever heard anything. Um, all of his songs were just as good as anybody else's. Um, you know if John Prine knew who he was, he would have absolutely adored him, adored him. Um, brilliant, brilliant songwriter, very much in that sort of old time country John Prine, you know, folky country um, vernacular. Uh, was absolutely blown, floored by him. And he made the whole gig worth it. Um, And then Hannah and her sister played. And uh, it was really interesting seeing them just contract, because they knew both of these guys, and they were all, like, kind of getting along and cracking jokes. And these Hannah's a bunch younger than me, I think, uh, probably early 20s. And, um, you know, and seeing them very much sing in their, like, sort of more modern, uh, you know, pop folk way and going back-to-back with, like, a guy like Ray, you know, who's, like, just an old-timer. But then the love in the air, you know, between them, and just another reminder of, you know, first of all, how important any form of, let's call it mentorship is, you know, it's a form of mentorship. And, you know, how, yeah, just the the intergenerational stuff in music, I think, is very, very special. Uh, There's places where it can be maybe strange or even weird, and uh, it's not always perfect, but you know, in this case, it was just really wholesome and really lovely, and it just reminds you that you know how much, how much music has given me community and a sense of belonging, and um, you know, and back home in upstate New York, how many friends of mine were older, and you know, uh, my my buddy Ken Lipschitz, who's passed on, um, you know, and we were we were such good friends so quickly, you know, because of music, and um, it gave us sort of that excuse to just uh, you know really get along and. Um, it was beautiful then it was my then it was my turn and uh man it's good coffee um so (laughs) i i started with a song called uh when the storm comes passing through which is a lovely song it was the it was the wrong song to play uh kind of like everyone's playing with kind of energy and i just like did a little finger picky song and i i lost the crowd immediately you know there's an audience again it's like a there's a bar and people are sitting around tables kind of half paying attention but you could bring them in you could lure them in uh i kind of I wasn't great. I just wasn't. Go- I wasn't even good. All right, and that song is lovely uh, when when placed right in a set. But my God, did that! It just fell flat. Felt like I sucked the life right out of the room. And I almost had this sadistic uh, feeling about it of like, yeah, I deserve this. I haven't been practicing enough. I haven't been working hard enough. I have been going out to the open mics and open rounds. And I've just been kind of messing around for a couple of weeks. You know, working hard in some things and behind the scenes and getting songs finished and final mixes and mastering and getting things uploaded to all the distribution platforms and finalizing album art and uh, booking shows and stuff. But I've not been out doing the art really in in a way that I was proud of. So there was this sadistic feeling of like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to do a song that I know will work. I'm going to do something that, you know, maybe won't work. And it really didn't. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, um, uh, what was her name, Madge, Hannah's sister, just kind of uh, leaned over and was like, great job, very sweet, because I needed it, because everyone else did not like it, <laughs> I was like, thank you, um, anyway, and then for my next time around, and I'm on the end, so I close, um, I did a song called Abandoned, and I, I wrote the song a while ago, sung it a thousand times, I, I, but I haven't sang it in a while, and I kind of was like, oh, am I going f- to for- – did I forget some of the lyrics in the second – I forgot lyrics. I just – I stunk it up, man. I stunk it up. And then I was like, I'm going to lean into this. And I just did song. I did songs that I knew I didn't remember. Like songs I knew were going to suck. Songs I knew I wasn't going to do right. And I just I'm like, I deserve this. I deserve to stink right now. Ray is brilliant. You know, everyone's great. Everyone's doing really, really good. And I, I stink tonight. I'm awful. I'm forgettable. I sound like nothing. And people are just, you know, thinking about what to order. Should I get another drink? Um, let me reply to some emails. Like, it's just, when I play, it's just, no, it's awful. And again, th- there's a part of me that I really deserved it. <laughs> I, and I stand by that. For my last song, because I was closing out, I was like, I got to play something that people might like and something that, that I could really maybe hopefully deliver on. I did a song called Set in Stone that I felt a little bit better about, still not great. Um, and then I closed with January eyes because I was closing the round. So I wanted to close on, I, you know, I got to, I can't make my whole little, you know, emotional, inner, sadistic temper tantrum. Uh, you know, I can't let it affect everybody in a fundamental way. So, so I closed with January eyes and. Uh, Yeah, thank everybody. We take a couple of cute pictures. I go over to Ray and I tell him how much his songs moved me. I thank everybody else. I enjoyed everybody's set, really. Um, So I I try to um, tell that, but I'm also like, I'm just ashamed. I kind of stunk that night. In the middle of the round, I looked over at Kate and just kind of squeezed my nose like this stinks. Um, And after, I was just like, ooh, I was bad. And and we, we had a good laugh about it all. Um, we were on the same page. (laughs) We agreed that the guy in the end was awful. Um, you know, and she'll say the nice things like, well, you're always good. You know, you weren't great, but you're always good and all that stuff. But I wasn't good I for maybe a couple of songs. I was okay. Um, but yeah, so Millennium Maxwell Hotel, I really can't wait to go back and it, you know, um, So be it. So I I deserved it and uh, went home. Watched some the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. New season is actually good. Last season, uh, I really hated on so many levels. I thought it was just some of the worst, worst writing. It was so bad. It was really awful. Uh, at one point, Midge just takes off all her clothes outside of a taxi in some temper tantrum. Like what the like? Who is this? Like pretty pretty awful and then you read one interview and it's like yeah it was really hard to get back into character after after the pandemic and all that and you know I'm the right it's really a writer's fault the writing was pretty awful but the new season uh, gave it a shot and it's brilliant so far there's still some kind of really weird turns that are like this is so unnecessary but um, you can't control the world and you can't control all the artists in the world even if you want to. Um, so that was fun. Watched the Mrs. Maisel Drank some wine. Um, and that was that. So thank you so much, Hannah, for having me at the millennium Maxwell hotel. I had a blast and I will do better next time. I promise. I'm sorry. I didn't come fully prepared, uh, in mind and spirit. I will meditate next time. I'll practice my scales. Um, yeah, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's just some gigs that sort of shock you back into it, and I've I've been needing too many of those lately. Um, on the contrary, on the contrary, um, I've been working really hard on trying to book some some other shows, and I've been obsessed with this idea of the sleep in my own bed tour or the in bed by midnight tour uh you know just playing playing shows around outside of Nashville that aren't too far or so far that i have to you know sleep in a hotel or you know that they feel kind of exhausting so i've been looking at Chattanooga Tennessee Bowling Green Kentucky Florence Alabama even Birmingham Alabama Evansville Indiana um you know so so far i've booked Pulaski Tennessee uh talking to people in Florence Alabama and then I booked a couple of shows as well in Greensboro, North Carolina, which is like eight hours. But we'll figure those out when we play those. I played. I booked a Nashville, Indiana show again, um, not in the two thousand seat theater, but in at some backyard of a brewery, uh, which I'm very excited about. Um, I'm also excited if like anyone from that show will come out. I think we'll get a couple of people uh, to come out from there. Uh, you know, and CS yes, Heart Truth Cider September, God, September. July 8th. July 8th, I believe, at Hard Truth Cider. I'm going to start putting my shows on my website again. I haven't done that in about four years. But uh, we're getting we're getting serious again. And uh, it's going to be fun. Um, real quick, uh, finished mixing a song called Ever Be Mine. That'll hopefully be out in June. Um, and I say hopefully because there are things that are beyond my control always with these things. Um, but, you know, we are working hard behind the scenes. Also... Between me and you, there is a song. My song, Postcards from Poland, is is kind of out. I hope it's not out today. I hope I hope they took it offline, but I think it's still online. Uh, but it's officially going to come out in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, because we, I just I messed up the whole thing. Uh, but most importantly, the Postcards EP is coming out on May twelfth, and then May fifteenth, we're gonna have a. Uh, the basement show EP release show uh, very very exciting Abigail costst is opening she's absolutely great uh, Vegas I sang that song last week and you know just uber uber grateful for it and very very excited um yeah so I, I hope you've been all right uh, it's been a fun it's been a fun bunch of days uh, despite my my crappy gigs um, but yeah um, I want to tell you quickly about this weekend. went to Cookville Tennessee Um Checked out Cummins Falls State Park. Um, went beautiful, beautiful waterfall. Uh, where normally you could sort of hike down and then you hike up in the gorge towards the waterfall, but it that that area is very, very prone to flash flooding. So it rained last night and they closed it, so we couldn't actually hike up along the gorge, but did get out into the woods. Cookville, Tennessee, it's like about an hour, 20 minutes east, um, northeast of Nashville. Um, Uh, But it was, it was pretty, it was really lovely, you know, got to a new town. I'd love to play there too. I think I emailed a place called Red Silo or something in Cookville. Um, you know, that's another place. Like would love to just go over there, play a show, hour and a half, get back, sleep in my own bed instead of doing these, like, you know, drive all the way to Virginia, play, you know, drive 14 hours, play to two people and come back. I'd love to really connect to places around here that I could go to every three months, you know, um, we're all over the place, but Postcards EP comes out May twelfth. What is this EP? Why am I putting out an EP? Don't you have an album? Uh, or I haven't, you know, I haven't been paying attention. But why an EP? So I've got an album. It's called Most People Are Lonely, and it's it is mixed. It's not fully mastered, but that's just the final step. So the album is finished, and if I put it all, it's a very big album. It's got twenty four songs. If I put it all out today. Uh, you know, it would be relatively okay. Um, I don't think the songs would get the love and attention that that they deserve. So what you do is you put out an EP and you divide the EP up into singles and you really let each song kind of have its moment. Um, ideally I'd like to start averaging about a song a month. That is the goal. Uh it's been a little bit tricky to pull off, but I we're getting closer to there. Um, and I've got, and this, the five songs, this EP, it's got, um, Sarah Lee, Girl from Novar, Postcards from Poland, Blues in the Pouring Rain, and Weep Like a Willow. Uh, Blues in the Pouring Rain is like a fun kind of rockabilly, rock and roll tune. Um, like a, yeah, western swing rock and roll banger. Really, really fun. And a really fun performance. Uh, and then Weep Like a Willow is just an acoustic little love song, um, that that's so, and it's going to be out. That's like uploaded, and it's it's ready to roll May twelfth. Um, and then I'm going to follow it up with a single, and then you know start the process for another EP release of another, oh, you know, five more songs, and then after that, you know, in six months or whatever, um, you know, actual or four months, hopefully, get the actual album out. Um, so that's that's the plan. Other well, things happen exactly as, uh, you know, I I hope they will, or the way I dream up in my head. I've become far less attached to how things happen, and I'm getting good at letting go, and, you know, my job is to just get these songs out and try to do good by them, but most importantly, get them out. Uh, cause, okay, you've heard most of these songs. Postcards is just like, it's, uh, It's not gonna sound great on this this guitar, but.
0: I can't see it on this lonely road. I don't know where this will go. So the story goes
1: And so on uh, Blues in the Pouring Rain Really really fun kind of
0: Now was born where I ain't supposed to be I was left for dead at the age of three Caught a runaway train in New York City With nothing but a guitar with me
1: <laughs> It's the morning, alright? Still getting my
0: a hundred towns of gravel roads thousand lakes and fishing boats Blue-collar man, got the vote And it makes my heart and mind explode
1: And then you got a little chorus
0: Oh no, I miss you baby You washed away
1: here from a little fun guitar solo
0: oh no I miss you baby you washed away don't drain
1: fun fun blues song really fun live and I'm really proud of like the performance on record again it's recorded to tape drums Caleb on drums just really going crazy Um, love that recording and then Weep Like a Willow is just a little uh...
0: empty fields eroded by southern storms shed no light the day my baby's being born count your blessings and honey count me in I can feel your shaky breath upon my skin.
1: Uh, another verse, and then...
0: Dear friend of mine, it's past your bedtime. But the night oh, it's nothing for you and me. Oh, lay a weary head upon your pillow. Weep like a willow and go to sleep.
1: Uh, yeah, so extremely proud of this EP. Obviously, I'm I'm not quite singing them. Uh, I've not been reaching my potential in general lately. Um, yeah, very very excited for this to, just to get this group of songs out, and they all kind of get along in a really cute way. And eventually, they'll just be on the album, you know. So for a while, it's like you have a single and it's on its own. Then you add a couple of its friends, and they're like, all right, we got each other. And then eventually, you know, it's it's got its village uh, where it lives. Um, so. Yeah, May twelfth. Um, man, really, really fun weekend. Uh, Saturday night went out to the barn dance on at Bell's Bend Farms uh, with our friend Elizabeth, and um, went out there. Uh, you know, you're on you're on a farm, twenty minutes outside of Nashville. There's a jug band playing, and they're playing all kinds of songs. You just want to square dance, do the two-step two step two. Did a little bit of dancing. Uh, needless to say, uh, you guessed correctly. Uh, I'm not the world's finest dancer. Uh, I'm not too quick on my feet, but, you know, mostly just sat around the campfire chatting and um, had a, uh, a Gerst beer from Yazoo here in Nashville. Uh, pretty good beer. Um, and, you know, it's just fun being out there. Beautiful barn, really nice farm. I'm actually, oh, wait, today's Tuesday. I'm going over there today to check it out um, uh, ran into my, my buddy, Sam, Samuel, the shepherd on Instagram. Uh, he's a sheep farmer from hails from the Pacific Northwest, met his wife, um, check, yeah, check him out. Um, uh, just, you know, overall had a lovely time and, uh, barn dance, you know, um, if I'd go back a few years and tell myself, you know, one day you'll be with, uh, friends and loved ones at at a barn dance in Nashville on a farm, twenty minutes from from Nashville. I, you know, I I think I'd be qu- quite thrilled. Um, it was really just a beautiful moment, really cute. Um, been doing it up, been having a good time, and um, yeah, got some really fun stuff coming up. Let's see. Uh, before I leave you guys, um, we got yeah, really the the big gigs are so May fifteenth. By the way, if you don't live in Nashville. But if you know someone, buy the go go on the basement.com or you go on my Instagram, there's there's a link. Uh buy a ticket and just send a ticket to your friend, and be like, hey, you should go, you should go see this guy. He's all right. Um yeah. Uh May 24th, I'm doing a little uh uh Dylan Bob Dylan birthday gig, which I'm really pumped about. Um namely because I played it a year ago and that really kind of set set my foundation here in Nashville. Um, as I was telling you about, uh, Mike Miz, shout out. Um, all right. Real quick, real, real quick. Uh, Daryl run, put out a beautiful new song. Um, Sam Abbott put out a beautiful new song called, uh, the shepherd, the Falcon and the shepherd. Um, check that out. Um, Ellie Turner's album is out. Absolutely magnificent record. Um, who else has put out new songs? Everybody's been putting out new songs. Um, yeah, it's it's been exciting. Uh, yeah, let's see. you got to check out Falcon and the Shepherd, Daryl Run. Why is my my history my Spotify history is gone? Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's it. There's got to be other songs, but you know, next week I'll tell you about them. Anyway, uh, watched um, yeah, new Mrs. Maisel. Give give the new season a try. It's quite fun, quite adorable. Um, all right. I feel like everyone's kind of waiting for me to leave the party. And I'm like, you know, people that live in the house and I'm just I'm, I'm staying around too much. So I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Sorry, the podcast was late. Uh, we're going to get back on schedule. And in general, I'm going to become just a much better version of myself. I love you guys. Have a great
0: week.